I know it's been a while, listeners. We shouldn't have left you without another podcast to step to, but um, <laughs> we thank y'all for you know tuning in with us. Um, this is gonna be. I'm gonna pre-warn y'all now. Like this is gonna be a very uh, triggering episode, especially for those who have dealt with loss. But um, I feel that it's appropriate for me to kind of speak on this, especially since I'm um, fresh out the gate, you know, dealing with a uh, family loss at the moment. Today we're talking about grief and how to navigate through that. So as mentioned, uh, I know we've been away from the podcast for, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a little bit close to a month, but um, just speaking for myself at the moment, I've been away um, making sure that, you know, I've been spending as much time with uh, both of my grandparents um, through what, you know, me and my family have been going through as of recent. And um, within the date of May 24th, you know, God willing, my grandfather had uh, passed on. He transitioned through this life. Um, he lived the great 88 years. and. You know, just dealing with that and knowing that um, this grief that I do feel, because I can't sit there and be like, you know, I'm all smiles and, you know, cupcakes and rainbows. Uh, like, that's not true. That's not real. Yet, I know within this grief, it's my responsibility as a human being to navigate it, not just for my best interests, but for those you know, loved ones that are still here that are around me. Now, the reason as of why I say that is, and this is something that I've been thinking, you know, kind of like heavily upon since uh, this whole situation has been going on. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel angry. It is okay to feel these emotions within the human experience. Now, here's where it gets a little convoluted, tricky, it's not wise to stay those emotions. See, the reason why we feel these things is just as air passing through leaves, just as how seasons change, these things are meant for us to experience, we experience, and then we need a new experience. If we stay within the same energy, within the same emotion for too long, it's not healing, it's stagnant. And I can understand that there's going to be a sorrow for a time. I can't put a, I can't put a set, uh, you know, time frame on how long should you be sad. Yet I think what's most important, especially within grieving, is that you recognize that you're sad. You process that sadness. You take time to understand it for your own terms. And once you understand and once you process it, that's when you have to also take the other flip of the coin and be like, you know what, but it's not going to last always. It's not always going to be something that's going to feel like a thumb is pressing me down or something that's locking me away from experiencing the rest of what life has to offer. So uh, major things as I had mentioned, make sure whatever these emotions that you are feeling within your grief, 
whether that's the loss of a loved one, whether that's um, things that are out of your control, whether that's uh, if you're seeking to make drastic changes in your life and you don't know how and you're feeling nervous, you're feeling um, anxious, you're feeling all of these other tied up emotions that are with inside of you, as I had mentioned, process these things. When you're able to process these things within your mind and within your spirit, it's going to help you get to that place where you're really destined to be. Because yes, it doesn't make sense in the moment. It doesn't make sense while you're going through it. But that's where that period of processing these emotions, that's where that period of, I don't necessarily want to say coming to terms, right? Because especially in the arena of losing a loved one. And and I know it's very, see, even saying losing a loved one, it's not that I lost my grandfather or I lost my mother or the various other people that were a part of my life. It's not that I lose them. It's that I am have to live a life for myself to where I'm able to see them again, to where I'm able to experience them within the spiritual plane and even sometimes within life, like in meditation or just silent prayer or feel them within the air or feel them with around me, you know, yet I don't, I haven't lost them. It's just that they're not here within this physical realm of being able to see them or being able to hug them or, um, per se, actually hearing their voice. I can hear these things spiritually and mentally, and I know that they're around me and they surround me, and I'm blessed for that. Yet, um, you know, refocusing it back in, processing these things, understanding these things for myself, that's where it's like I'm making my stride up the hill. And once I'm up that hill from processing it, and coming to terms with it for myself, that's where I'm able to now experience the rest of what life has for me. And that's the going down the hill part. And truly at the end of the day, that's where we really, really wanna be. We want to be able to live life, face the things that life has in store for us with you know, a head held up high, knowing that you're going to be able to smile again, you know, whether that's uh, bad times, good times. And the key part of being able to do those things and to have that happiness experience again is being able to process it. So um, before I, you know, ramble, 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 but yes, I, I'll definitely want to pass it to uh, Myra and let her get her thoughts on the matter. I definitely don't think you were uh, rambling at all. I think that you are spot on with everything that you said. Like we were talking about pre-recording, like I personally haven't had any significant losses in my life, right? So like a parent or um, a grandparent that, let's say like I'm close to, or that like I had a grandfather that died, but he died well before I was born right or even mm -hmm. thought of and so I didn't get an opportunity to know him so for me it's just like a a relative that you know that was here that is no longer but I 
I have experienced the opposite, right? And I didn't think about that until just now. I've experienced the opposite of um, from the time that I was little, like seeing relatives, right? Mm -hmm. Or seeing people that have passed. And I remember the first time when I saw my grandmother's sister who died when my grandmother was like probably in her 30s, right? Um, and so obviously I would have never seen this, this, this lady. And I had an entire conversation with her, described her to my grandmother. My grandma, my grandma pulled out all the old photo books and was like, you sure this is who you saw? You sure this is who you're talking to? And I was like, yeah, grandma, this is her right here. And so it's just like, I, I haven't experienced that loss, but I've experienced the opposite where I, where I know, like, I know that when people transition and when people pass on, they're not really gone. It's their physical human experience is over, right? Mm-hmm. But they are still here. Energy, spirit never dies. It's never it's never destroyed. It just transitions into whatever is in the most natural thing for it to transition into next, right? Whatever form they want to take, whether that's whether that just be a spiritual form or whether that be another physical form or, or whatever it is. And like you were saying, when you said you can still feel them around you, you can still hear their voices. That's very true. And I, um, I don't want to say too much because it's kind of like personal of someone else, but a friend that I was helping uh, with something, um, they're, grandparent and their father passed away a long time ago and um I just got this message to tell them and I ended up telling them like a nickname that their grandparent used to call them and for them that bought them a lot of comfort and a lot of just like I can't think of the word right now but I guess the word is peace mm-hmm. and knowing that this person that their spirit is still there, it's still around, it's still like that person still loves them, still cares about them, still wants the best for them, and doesn't want them to be uh, stagnant in their life, like you mentioned. Like these right. are emotions that we have to go through and process and 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 move and evolve from. It's not meant for us to stay there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, like I. I I have a very different idea on what transitioning is. I don't think of it as an end at all. I just think of it as a new beginning or mm-hmm. not even, or, or a return to their original self. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I got. And just for the listeners out there that, would either say in their mind or maybe just, you know, question out loud, well, how do I get back to peace? How do I obtain happiness again? How do I, for lack of better words, come to terms with uh, the sorrow that I'm currently feeling? So to answer those uh, couple of questions, first and foremost, If you're seeking to get back to peace, whether that be joy, whether that be happiness, one spirit tells me that you have to recognize that it's still there. 
you can't live life in the gaze that because you're going through something that everything is awry, everything is downtrodden. You have to recognize and still have that mustard seed of faith that there is still peace out there, that there still is happiness out there. And I know probably the naysayer would be like, well, Marcus, how is that so when there's so much rampantness going on in the world today? And, you know, and I, and I, and I see the news and I, and I see the articles and I scroll through my phone and it's like, well, yes, it's there, but just because that's there doesn't mean that happiness, joy, peace, all these wonderful things and feelings still aren't present. And second, when you take that mustard seed of faith and recognize that peace, joy, happiness, all these wonderful things are still there and still present, then that's when you have to take up the accountability and responsibility to make those things happen for yourself because nobody's going to do it for you. I'm not going to sit there and sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sit there and make a puff piece that it's going to be, you know, like that is just going to bestow and fall down upon you. When you're able to take the accountability and the responsibility to make peace and happiness for yourself, you freed yourself. You freed yourself from a burden that society, that higher ups, that so many forces that are quote unquote B could put you in a box. Yet when you're able to take the willpower, the fortitude, the courage, to make yourself happy, to make yourself at peace. Who can box you in? Nobody. I, I also feel like too, um, like you have to allow yourself to feel what you feel. Yeah. And realize that like, it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong. And we've had episodes about that before where we discussed about it's okay to feel sad, right? Uh, so it's okay to feel upset about things like it's nothing it's nothing a matter with that um it's just how long you let yourself stay in that place of sadness or that place of grief or that place of stagnation and like I think sometimes people feel like they either have to because I've seen this with my own relatives like they either have to throw themselves into something, right? Mm -hmm. For a lot of people in my family, especially the men, that's work. Or for some of the women in my family, that may be being like overly motherly, right? Mm -hmm. Or like just, it just seems like, like you're just placing that energy instead of dealing with it instead of sitting with it you're putting it somewhere else to try and distract yourself and not think about it but it don't it doesn't work like that because at some point you're going to be by yourself and you're going to have to process those emotions it's mm -hmm. better for you to sit with them and feel them journal about them cry about them understand them love them release them and understand their purpose than for you to avoid them and, you know, like try and push them away because they aren't going anywhere until you process them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a very important part. And just because 
and I've heard someone say this too before that like they felt as if they let go of the grief grief they felt like that meant that they let go of the person and I think that if someone out there does feel like that they have to realize that emotions are fleeting right they change all the time. One moment I could be mad, the next moment I could be happy, I could be sad or, or whatever it is. Emotions are just temporary states that we experience, right? It's an experience that we have, but that's never gonna take away the memory or the impact of that person in our lives and how much we love them and how much they loved us or, or whatever the case may be. So it is okay to let that go. And even if you think about it, the person that, you know, is no longer here on this plane, they wouldn't want you to be going through that. They wouldn't want you to be suffering. They would want you to be enjoying your life and living mm -hmm. and enjoying your human experience while you still have it here because life is short and life is fleeting. And even when we look at someone that's, let's say, lived to a hundred years old, in the in the gaze of the universe, that's a blink of an eye, you know? So it's just like, we really have to like really be grateful for our time here and our human experience and the people that we have impacts on and the people that have impacts on us. You know, and to further, and to further what you were saying right there about like, so, because one point in time, especially with my mother's death, right? So, like, I felt that I had to be burdened. I felt that I had to suffer um, all of these, you know, negative energy vibrational uh, situations. Yet, when I had finally grieved for myself because I didn't grieve during her funeral. Um, I put like a lot of burden on myself and coming to terms with these things. It did me or it served me nor her no purpose to burden myself. Yet, I could take this life that I have and that I'm um, blessed with and honor her. So for people out there that are maybe suffering down that same road, you don't have to suffer. Um, I'm going to be honest with you once again. Suffering is by choice. Instead, and this is just a suggestion, you don't have to take it. I mean, take it if you will. You can honor that person that is no longer with you in this uh, physical plane. You can honor them by living correctly. You can honor them by being a kind person. You can honor them by, if you are able, you can start uh, organizations and charities within their name. Um, the sky is the limit, honestly. Yet, the main subject here is suffering is by a choice, especially in that arena. I know, like, hey, you can stub your toe and it hurts, and yeah, that's suffering. Or you can, you know... Maybe just have uh, some kind of mishap in your life that happens and you have to suffer for that moment. Now, what I'm getting to by saying these things is that if you stay within the suffering and see, and this is the main meat of the subject that we're talking about, because yes, grief is important to live, 
grief is important to understand and process. Now, staying in grief, as I had mentioned, that's a choice. And I'm not saying that you have to grieve a day. I'm not saying that you can't grieve for two, three, five plus years. But if you know that you're not processing it or navigating it, better to say, in a way to where life feels like you're, oh, I don't know why Spirit just said that. But like, if you're grieving to the point to where you feel like you're dead, you got to question yourself, like, why am I not processing correctly? That was a word. For real. That was a word. For real. I don't know why Spirit told me to say it that way, but for maybe one of our listeners, for maybe somebody, a new listener, I don't know who, but if you are grieving to the point where it feels like, like you are dead, you are you not living. You are. You got to process that. Because what, why are you breathing? Like, Jesus Christ, like, and and I and I get it and I understand and that's not me being like, hey, da 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 da. Marcus is saying, oh, yada yada. Look, it's none of that, because I want you to be a happy human being. I want to be a happy human being, and to do these things, we have to process, we have to come to terms, or we have to. I don't know why Spirit keeps telling me to come to terms, but to understand that, hey. Yes, this is a sad moment in my life. Have that mustard seed of faith and realize like, hey, this is a moment. I, I just I just said to myself that this is a sad moment. Key emphasis word moment. I'm not going to be sad always. And you know what? When I'm happy, hey, there may be an opportunity. There may be another chance of being sad, but that's going to be all right because I'm going to learn what I need to learn. I'm going to process that as well. And by the strength of faith and understanding and and processing this grief, I'm going to be happy again. And I don't know, like, that's why I like that Irish saying, sadness is on me, but it's not on me forever. When, when the time is right, I'm going to take the sadness off and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to live life and I'm going to experience and I'm going to be able to share that happiness that I have with other people. So, yeah, for whoever it was, that spirit was like, yo, you need a wake up call. I will say it one more time. If you are grieving to the point where it feels like you are dead, please process it. Because you got you got to live your life. You got to experience. You got to feel happy again for yourself. And like I said before. When you come to terms and understand that peace is still out there, happiness, joy, all these wondrous things within life are still present and plentiful. That's where it comes on your responsibility and accountability to be to make that happen for yourself. Because I'm telling you, it's it's cool when everyone, especially when you're going through it, like everyone will say, oh, you know, if there's anything you need, if there's and, and that's cool. And I understand because that's coming from a space of like, hey, you know, we care about you and, you know, that's great. And I and, and I appreciate that. Yet you got to be able to give yourself that, too, to be like, hey, you know, if there's anything for myself that I can do to get me to a better spot and so I'm able to live, you got to be willing to do that for yourself, too. And I'm not going to lie, that takes courage and that takes processing what you're going through. 
So just be aware of that. That was a word. Mm. Mm. Yeah, somebody needed it. Some, I, I, you know what, myself, I may need it, but I'm grateful. I'm in gratitude that one, I was able to prepare uh, myself as best as possible. Um, like I had told you way, way back, like that was one of the things I was doing was like, I'm just preparing myself because unfortunately I knew eventually, especially when like he wasn't eating and um, like them hooking up the IVs and stuff really wasn't giving him nutrients. Like, like his, uh, his, his last couple of days were, were coming up and um You know, and that was also another thing that I'm really grateful for that I understand shadow work, like writing these shadow letters and getting these feelings out in a safe, constructed way helps like miles and mountains because the things that I wish that I were that I was able to say to him, I got that out on paper and then symbolically burning that paper, which is shadow work. helps me to release it on the inside and spiritually I know he's able to see that and to recognize that and it helps like I said miles and mountains because one is a safe way of getting it out so where I'm not hurting myself I'm not hurting others around me and that's something that's between me the universe God and my grandpa You know what I mean? And and in that sense of just it being intimate in that way, that's something that I no one can take away from me. No one can take away from the universe because the universe seen it and the universe recognizes it. And the universe is like, yeah, you know what? You're processing it. And that's what we need you to do, Marcus. We need you to process. So once this is processed, you're able to receive those other blessings that are right in the pipeline. Because it's like, if you can't process this now, then how are you going to be able to hold all those blessings? Because you, you're holding on to so much other things. You're holding on to this grief. You're holding on to this pain. You're holding on to how things may have not worked out in your favor or, or how you thought things are supposed to work out. You're holding on to all of this stuff. How are you going to hold on to the blessing? So can you um, just explain a little further about what shadow work is for people that may be listening and don't know what it is or have never even heard the term before? Okay, so I know shadow work is a very broad and vague term as of how I'm using it or saying it uh, within this podcast. So shadow work for myself, what I do, and this is my practice, you can follow it, you can take it, you can tweak it. But what I do for myself is I will take a piece of paper. I will write. There is no right or wrong way to write this out. What you are doing is you are getting emotions on paper. You are capturing what is on the inside, getting that out through the medium of paper and pen or marker, whatever you choose to write with, use. These words do not have to make sense. These words can be as hurtful or as beautiful as you would want them to be. The very point of doing this is to get the emotion out on paper. Second, from that point, once 
This emotion is on paper. I take said paper and I burn it. And for me, that is no more than a symbolic purpose of these emotions are not within me anymore. And these emotions that I have had have served their purpose. Their time is done. And now I, after watching the paper burn, I need to move on. I need to go forward because now these emotions are not within me. And saying all of this, so I know if it's somebody who's new to this arena, believe me, like it may not, all of that emotion may not get out on the first uh, burn. Very and that's true. fine. That is perfectly fine. Write as much as you need. The main focus of doing this is to get these emotions out of you, to process them so that you're able to move forward. So that's the practice that I do in shadow work. Now, I know there's, it goes deep as the ocean within various different ways of shadow work. Um, Spiritual baths. Yep. Yep, that that's another. Oh, that's another one. Full moon cleansing ceremonies. Mm. Um, I mean, there are you know crystal cleansing, a lot mm. lots of different ways that you can, you know, like process through those kind of like darker or deeper emotions to get them out and to release them. And I think. I think it's not so much about what you do. I think it's the action of actually doing, right? Because exactly. when you are writing those shadow letters and then you, it's the act of burning them because fire is cleansing, right? Just like water is cleansing and it's a release. Mm -hmm. And it is something about seeing that that causes your brain also to release those emotions. And like you said, sometimes those emotions, you still do have those existing there, but they definitely are not as heavy. And shadow work doesn't mean, oh, you just do it one or two times. No. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to do them, them things for months. Sometimes mm -hmm. maybe like two or three years. It depends on what you're going through. Right. But it is a way of processing and working through and kind of like putting those just releasing those emotions honoring them right through the process of them but then understanding like you know I'm grateful that I was able to experience these emotions and you know right now they no longer serve me so I'm just going to release them back into the universe exactly. and it's just as simple as that exactly yeah just like um it's like how I was mentioning before. How are you going to be able to receive new blessings when your hands are full? Yeah. When your mind is full, when yep. your spirit feels like it's overburdened. Like, I see at that point, that's when the universe is looking at you like, you know what, man? I have this blessing for you, but you but I so see you busy, up. So I'm going to pass this on. I'm going to pass this on. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'll hold it. It's going to be here when you. Right. <laughs> But I mean, until you let this, that, the fourth go, and you got this on your pinky, you trying to, you trying to hold and balance. No, like when you let that go, blessings right here, blessings right here. And so. it, it be us, it be us, just holding on for dear life, thinking that, thinking that this is the thing, and it's mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know because I've definitely done it.
Yeah, and see that's see and, and I don't I don't I'm not necessarily sure where that really stems from if it's just a western way of thought. I mean, I'm pre I'm pretty sure it may be prevalent in various other cultures, but look, I understand that there's grief, but we got to separate grief from suffering cuz I swear You know, thinking back of the young person I was and how I thought that, uh, I can't think of the word for it right now, but um, it's, it's a form of suffering to where it's like atonement. That's, yeah, that's the word that I'm thinking of. Like, I'm thinking that by me suffering that I'm going to atone for all of the negative things that have happened in my life and thinking that, you know, as, as long as I'm suffering, you know, at least, at least somewhere, the, some higher power, God, the universe is going to look down on me and be like, you know, you done well. And I had to flip that thought and be like, you know what, just do well, just be a good person. Just understand that. Yeah. Like good people do go through things, but going through those things ain't going to last always. And yeah, God sees me suffering right now, but as long as I present myself as a decent human being and do the things that within me are morally correct, the universe, God is going to be like, Hey, you, you're doing good. Keep it up. You know what? You ain't got to suffer. You don't have to suffer to make atonement. I mean, sure, in your mind, you think and feel like, yeah, that's the right thing to do. I'm not going to tell you no. All, all I can tell you is don't hurt yourself. Lord, please don't hurt nobody else in the process. But when you get to that crossroad of like, hey, you ain't got to suffer no more. Welcome to the other side. Like, I'm glad to see you over here. So, you know, just keep that in the back of your mind. And... Yeah, just like realize this grief that we all go through that, you know, we all share within whether, like I said, whether that's losing a loved one or whatever you are going through in life, as the Irish say, that sadness, that grief is on you, but you can take it off when you're ready. And by taking that off and going through that whole experience and feeling what you need to feel, God in the universe is right on the opposite side and being like, hey. You ready for that blessing yet? Still got it over here. You you pick it up when you're ready. Like it's it's gonna be here. Like so, yeah. Just keep that in the back of y'all minds. Mm. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Anything else to sprinkle on top of that, or? I mean, you pretty much said it all. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you're a thousand percent correct on everything especially when it comes to us kind of like being our own martyrs mm. um like that has to we, we can't do it yeah it's not healthy to you it's not healthy to the people around you and it's not even healthy to the people that you feel as though you know you lost right mm. um because they wouldn't want to see you like that yeah. But that's, I mean, you, 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 as the kids say, you ate. So I, oh, <laughs> uh, bag, period. <laughs> we were cooking. We were cooking, y'all. We were cooking, man. 
But yes, yes, indeed. Um, as mentioned before, we are grateful. We are in gratitude for this platform. Stay tuned with us because like this ain't the end. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know we took a break. We had to take a break. But hey, we back and shoot like, yeah, big things. Big things are excitingly coming up. So, yeah, you know, hey, you just got to stay tuned. <laughs> just, honestly, I could, like you got to stay tuned. Big things are in the works. And eventually, yeah, we're going to get back into these uh, doing more guests, more guest features. Um, I'm excited for that. And yeah, me too. So, yeah, like, stay with us and stay cool out there because Lord knows it's hot. <laughs> Summertime ain't playing this year. <laughs> oh, no. It is coming with a, a fury. Mm. And I'm staying indoors. So. <laughs> I don't blame you one bit. <laughs> but we want to just thank y'all so much for rocking with us, for listening to us, for being there, for supporting us. And, you know, we, we just, we really appreciate it. We know that this was a heavy topic. So thank you for listening. But it was definitely a needed topic. And uh, let's see what we can come up with for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yes, Lord, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated out there, y'all. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank y'all for listening. We love y'all and peace out. Yes, peace.